Hello, how how's it how's it going, everyone? Welcome to the Whatever Podcast. I am joined today by my two co-hosts, Chris and Preston. Welcome to the floor. Yo yo yo. What's Hello. up? How are you guys doing this fine, fine, fine Monday evening? Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. Still just reminiscent of all the movies I've been watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Preston? Uh, not too bad. Got some stuff done today. Hey. Watched uh, watched Turning Red the other night with Flora. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Heard it wasn't much of a kid movie. Yeah, I mean, it kind of was, kind of wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't really lean too heavily into the thing that it was uh, um, kind of insinuating. It kind of turned more into a kid's movie, like right at, like after like the first 15, 20 minutes. Okay, okay. That's good, because I watched the first 15, 20 minutes and I turned it off. I was like, you know, I don't really think this movie was made <laughs> for me. Like, it's just like, like for I've never been like, oh, I'm I am not the target audience. Like, I, I just, you know, enjoy yeah. things if I want to enjoy them. But for yeah, once, I, I watched that. it. Definitely yeah. more of a more of a movie for a certain type of person. But I think if you get through like the first like 15, 20 minutes, it kind of turns into just more of a regular kind of Pixar-esque movie. So she couldn't make it through Spider-Man. Did she make it through all of Turning Red? Uh, yeah, we just watched it at home, though. It came yeah. out that day on uh, Disney+. Plus. So. I was going to say, yeah, I, th- but I think it, like, it was a same-day release for Disney+. Plus. Was her attention more focused to Turning Red than it was with Spider-Man? Or Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, she'll she'll sit through any cartoon movie. I th- yeah, okay. I think there's like there's like an age where it clicks with like live action movies. You're like, oh, okay, all right, I, I get it, I get it now. Certainly. Yeah, I've not seen that one. That one's not been on my list. I see um, the uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's probably a good movie good for it, Brandy and uh, Bell. <laughs> Should have them watch okay. it. Okay. Very um, let's check coming it out. Of age. Very coming of age, I've heard. Um But hey, uh talk speak speaking of, of live action, am I right, fellas? Uh let, let's hop into our uh one of our main topics of discussion. And we're kind of just gonna riff off of this. Like we'll dive into it, we'll stray away, dive into it straight away. Um the second half of our uh Batman discussion where we take a, a deeper dive into uh, the the movie as a movie itself, and less of a comic book um character. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll go ahead and I, I right away, right away, starting from the beginning. Preston, I have a question for you. Hmm. Um. So when we when when we were talking about the Joker, we did our multiple episodes on the Joker. There was mm-hmm. there's one there's one thing. Um. Yes, he thinks so too. There was one thing <laughs> that uh, you spoke about that I that when, as soon as I saw it, I thought, "Oh, Preston, Preston is going to like that. Preston's going to like that." And can you guess what it is? Can you guess what element of the beginning of the movie it was? Mm, the I have a couple ideas, but just go ahead and say what. No, you're... no, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead. What is? Come on, what is? Ah. Uh... Uh man, I'm trying to think. You gotta say it like, uh, is that Jeopardy? You gotta say it like Jeopardy. Mm. What is? Uh, there's just so many shots that I liked. I don't know. This is, uh, I don't know, the fake outs, like the using all of the, I don't know. What is the title credits of a movie? Um, because one one thing that you told me that you really liked were the... <laughs> the dude, the dog is just like really into this t- conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's super... It's like, come on. Get me on here. For, for those of you who don't... Dude, I know. Dude, I know. I'm telling small, you. You just don't understand me. Small golden retriever in a massive massive dog <laughs> battling it out right now and for the most part they're being pretty quiet but like whenever he gets pinned up in a corner he's he just he can't like he's under the chair and he's like oh god get me out of here while we take a break right now uh, <laughs> this episode brought to you, you by uh, 
Okay. Whatever. My headaches. Uh, aspirin is what it's brought to you by. Yeah, so, um, there you go. So the title credits of Joker, uh, you you said how you like really, really, really enjoyed those. Um, oh, yeah. I like how they shot the using a lens film instead of actually using. A, so what they did is use a card, uh, like how they used to do like, title uh, yeah. credits in front of the uh, camera. Yeah, yeah. And so while it's not the same thing, it was kind of the same style where it also took up the entire screen. Um, oh, the Batman. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. That's just like that's like the first thing when I when I looked at this, I thought, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I liked it. The only reason I, I mentioned the uh, Joker one is just because I kind of brought back what they used to do in like old like like films from like the 40s and 50s and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I really like that. And so I actually like there, there's more than there's more than one movie. There's quite a few that I've seen recently that have done that kind of thing. Um, a few Tarantino movies, I believe, uh, like the Hateful Eight. That's one of them uh, where like you yeah. look at the credits and it's like slightly shaky because of like manually exposing that on to the film. Mm-hmm. So that like that alone was. It was a really, really cool aspect, and it's something that I've like wanted to. Really cool attention to detail. Yeah, yeah. It's just an older way of making film, you know. I've wanted to incorporate that that feel of those credits into my own stuff, and then when I looked it up, it's like really hard to. It fake. is <laughs> really, yeah. really, really hard to fake. Um. So when you look at it, either someone went in there and like hand animated those titles, uh. Or yeah, either way you try to recreate it, it's a it's a hard process. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't think they did that in the Batman. I, don't, I didn't notice a shake. Did you guys notice mm-hmm. a shake? No, no but it, I that, think it was just a yeah. It was, it was reminiscent just, of that though. Yeah. I, I want to play a game. Um, the Batman was it shot on film or digital? Chris, mm, film. Ooh, film or digital? Uh, I think it was a mixture of both. I would almost, I would have to for some say of those digi- digital. Yeah, I feel like for some of those shots, it'd have to be film, but I could be wrong. Okay, so you think it's either? I think it's a mix. I think mix. it was mostly digital with maybe a few different shots for film that they wanted okay. to get a specific look for. All right, okay. So let's... um. Let's it was see. definitely not IMAX. Please hold my Connor Googles this answer. What Another is? Short break. Oh wait, no. Film using uh, uh, digital. So it might be hard to find that at the moment. No, no. I think it's digital. I'm pretty sure it's digital. All digital. Yeah. All digital. It definitely um, didn't didn't definitely didn't have the IMAX camera feel like we saw in the Dark Knight, right? Yeah. That was amazing. Right. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Ari Alexa LF. Here we go. Okay. Got the camera. Pretty sure it's digital because Ari Ari's are digital. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was too too clean to be film. I think. Well, yeah, I I didn't think it was very clean at all. Um. I mean, it was pretty. Oh, clean, really? But well, it, it, like all the bouquet and stuff off those anamorphic lenses, mm-hmm. like those were kind of what I was. Yeah, it's kind of what I was uh, feeling for the film thing. I mean, you could, you can kind of recreate the film aspect to it. With yeah, those type mm-hmm. of lenses, you can filter it, but it doesn't give you the true film quality. The film, I, like the I film green. I guess, yeah, I guess I've seen too many shot on film movies in high quality 4k definition that yeah, yeah. i don't know well that's well, you I, can I tell the all, difference i think also because like those movies um they're taking uh they're taking movies that were shot on film a long time ago like halloween for example the 4k remaster of halloween is so grainy the 4k remaster of the texas chainsaw massacre is so grainy but if you look at like the 4k remaster, imagine if you were to watch chain. it back in the day yeah, yeah but i sure. mean you want you want some of that grain in your film you don't want it 
clean and crisp and digital feel. I mean, because you want that grain feel yeah. when you're watching some of those older movies. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I know. Yeah. It's just a product but, uh, of doing yeah, it, the it, remaster, it's a, though. It, yeah. It ups the grain. It ups the grain almost. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. 4K, that definition is going to bring a lot of that out, but they do a lot of digital rest, restoration with it to right. kind of limit it if they do a good quality work. It looks great. Like, like it looks, it looks phenomenal. Um, I like my favorite old movie to watch in 4k, actually two of them is the Goonies and a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But then like oh, yeah. when you look at the Hayful eight, um, granted, I know the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was shot with a much smaller budget and a worse camera. Um, but like, if you look at that versus, uh, uh, the Hayful eight, which was shot on film, the Hayful eight is, is pretty clean. Um, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're talking t- Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Have you seen the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix? Nope. I don't no. think I want to. Really? All right. All right. Well, I won't go I deep heard, into it. If you, I heard some pretty awful things about it. it. I have heard a lot of awful things about it. I've watched it. It's worth the watch. It's good. It's got some good gore. It's definitely kind of a copycat of Halloween 2018 um, with kind of the approach that they took. But... I mean, if you got nothing else to do, turn it on and watch it. So it's a fun little ride, but it's definitely if you really love the original, you're going to hate this remake, probably. Oh, see, like the original is one of my beloved movies. Um, I love the original and I thought this one could have been a lot better, but uh, it was worth it. Worth the watch. It was free free i guess i didn't have yeah, to buy the movie yeah it was on netflix. Hey, netflix everything that i make i guess but uh yeah if you got just, netflix watch it it's worth it I, I heard there was like some weird social media aspect to the whole thing there's it's kind they kind of like try to touch on different social aspects of it and then like the cancel culture stuff and right but it, it like doesn't really do a great job with that i mean the whole the whole scene that that is kind of in is one of the more gory scenes. So, I mean, it was fun to watch him just wreak havoc on these people, but yeah, it didn't, uh, it didn't land the punch. I think they wanted it to land. I think I'm sure it's a hard movie. It's like, it's a, it's a difficult movie to live up to because the, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre was like a borderline snuff film, you know? It was yeah. so, so gritty and, and I don't know, it, it's just like one of those movies that I'm sure at the time was really hard to sit through. Yeah, well, going back to the film grain quality, I mean, that's what you expected out of that movie. It was like a shot, of a, 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 a at-home video shot by these these individuals that randomly happened to go into this home that has a bunch of crazy people living in it. So. Right. I mean, that's what you expected. And that's what I expect to see when I've like, I've got the 4k restoration of that film too on Blu-ray. And it's just amazing to watch because of the quality. It's probably better watching that than when I would have been sitting in a theater watching it in the 1970s. So I, okay. So, so I do, so I I do have a question uh, for the both of you guys, since we're on the topic of horror movies, um, there, there's like there's like a there's like a fine line between holding a shot too long and holding it for just the right amount of time like because in horror movies you often hold shots to to show tension or to like you know uh, yep. make, make make the audience feel uncomfortable um but then there's like if you show too much is it even scary in the first place right so I, I, it, perfect point yeah i mean you think of halloween and Really, there was nothing gory or graphic about Halloween. We painted that picture in our mind. I mean, he held long shots, had wide wide camera uh, scenes that he he put out there. But like Michael Myers was always in the shadows, and there were only a few scenes where he actually killed somebody, and there was no gore to it. It was just right. everything we painted in our mind. And that's what Carpenter did best in the horror films that he shot was he let that tension linger and then let you kind of paint the picture of how you've seen that scene play out. And, and I then, think and that's what makes a to, beautiful horror film. 
we get to the thing and then he just shows us everything everything yeah <laughs> um yeah. so this is something preston and i talked about for a little while when, when we get on the topic of holding shots and barking really loudly um <laughs> kills the mood it kills the mood uh so <laughs> so the batman I think is notorious at this point for holding scenes for so long. Uh, and yeah. it's dark movie. It's a dark movie. I have absolutely no complaints about them holding the shots. Cause I understood the purpose and understood what they were, what they were doing. Um, I mean, you know, I, I it, it didn't work for me because like, obviously it's Batman. He didn't instill any fear in me, but, but it almost like to me when they were holding some of these shots, they were like, this is, this is uh this is Batman, dude, and he's here to absolutely wail all over you. And I think I, it, it was more less for us and more for the other person in the scene, you know? But I think it was layer and Preston, I I want to hear your thoughts on it too, but I think it was because of the approach they were taking with the investigative side of Batman and being the detective, it was layering those long shots on top of each other to kind of draw the audience into it. I don't know. What what are your thoughts on it, Preston? Yeah, I mean, it's um, so I'll just name off a few of the, my favorite long hold shots. I, I mentioned the last in the last episode that my fa- one of my favorite ones is whenever the Riddler first entered the mayor's office or his uh, house in his uh, office slash room, whatever, and the goes to pick up the you know floor. Spoilers, Flora. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah we're, we're, we're in spoiler zone now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. And then also whenever you first see Batman walking with his hard steel boots, that was that was a good hold. And yes. seeing and kind of mentioning kind of the investigation parts of it. I think it works really well there in the slower parts of the movie anyway. Um Working like whenever Batman would look at looked at the you know clue blood stain on the floor held it so look at it and that kind of thing and there's just some that I felt like it didn't really need to be held so long I I don't know it, it it's the I know which one you're about voice. to say nah, <laughs> which, <I know>. one? <laughs> which one which one it's so, it's so spoil it for so me. I hate I all right so whenever um. So whenever they're in the car, car chase at the end, when Penguin flips his, his car and Batman's walking up to him, yeah, I love yeah. the fear in Penguin's eye and they should have held that shot. I agree with that, that shot in particular. And then Batman walking up to him and they should have cut the movie, cut it at him standing at his uh, window without him looking down at him. Yeah. That was the dumbest shot in that whole movie. I, it, that was stupid. But on the other half, I love it. And my my two, I, I have a few favorite it holding just shots. It seems very corny to me. I didn't like it. I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad. I, I think I would have gotten turned off if he then, like, ripped open the door, pulled him out, and, like, drug him down the street. Like, like, like I'm sure it wouldn't have been bad, but at that point, it would have been like, all right, we, we seriously didn't need to see this whole thing. Um, yeah. But but it, it was an interesting like for me it was like oh, okay so we're gonna hold the shot we're gonna hold the shot we're gonna hold the shot he's gonna grab Oz out of the car and beat the ever loving hell out of him but then we hold the shot 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 I'm Batman and then we go to this interrogation scene and I was like okay all right I see I, I like I see the, the music vibe the of kind movie. of like yeah I kind of like the take like the direction they took with kind of subverting your expectations with what's coming next but. Yeah. yeah, I I I don't I don't think it's as bad as the slow motion scenes from Zack Snyder's Justice League. My God, oh my God, every single scene was in slow motion, and there was dramatic music playing in the background that it was holding forever. And I thought I don't care anymore. Lightning yeah. looked cool in slow motion one time, and that was in Watchmen. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think they could have got the same effect by eliminating him kind of bending down and looking in the car because it didn't it result just kind in of anything. took away from this the ser- like if to me it took me immediately out of the seriousness of it. I don't know. But yeah. my my favorite holding shot is that same sequence 
but it's when the car is starting up. Oh my, I was literally just thinking that about to tell you that whenever (laughs) starting the engine, he's like, come on, go, go, let's go. Like holding down the, (laughs) holding down that alleyway when the car is just screaming and the, and I, and he's looking at everyone's like, oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I literally, I think the hairs on my arms stood up. Seriously. It was I loved, crazy. yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie, just constantly showing the uh, Batmobile getting worked on, and then finally, it's probably one of my favorite Bat- Batmobiles, because like, oh, yeah. you, you don't have to, it's just showing, like, it just feels like they respect their audience, and just like, knowing you're smart enough to understand, like, he's a super genius, like, not a super genius, obviously, but he's a really it's smart guy, great. and it has yeah. connections, and is and able to it's- put a mini-sized jet engine into a old 70s uh, muscle car. Yeah, but it's also him not being pristine and perfect, and he's early in that career, and he's yeah. just throwing this stuff together too, it's though. Gritty, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. It, give, it gives off this massive like grit to it. Uh, I I love it, and it's interesting how they didn't really just, ever show him working working on the car. Like for the most part, it would just show it in guy. shots. Like yeah, whenever yeah. Like he's sitting at the really table. There's the engine. There's the engine in front. You know, like there's just like mm-hmm. little bits, and you're like, oh okay, I get what he's doing. It wasn't. It was an early Robin mechanic that was doing all the work behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was just thinking that. Um, it i i could see them using that uh mayor's son as a potential like new style robin i think yeah. that'd be pretty interesting i don't know i think he's too young would be though. a good take yeah. robin was I, 12 whenever yeah Batman he was under his wing well sure yeah but i i think in this universe robert Pattinson's not going to suit up a 12 year old kid obviously not but um <laughs> whenever if there were to something that else happened and he turns to the Batman and Batman kind of feels this connection to him again and is like, all right, I'm going to take you under my wing whenever he's a little older and more, you know, more of a Bruce Wayne than a Batman yeah. at that point I, in his I, career. I get it. I, I, I think, it, I think it's, um, I think it would be cool. I wouldn't be upset, but at the same time, I, I like, I like the, the kid, the kid in the movie is, is there simply as a motive. Um, yeah, like, I, I, I don't I think, think it needs uh, to evolve more and like more than that. You know, it's thing, like, like, I think uh, it could evolve into because like right now, I, one of the best like parts of Batman is the people that he's trying to protect. And there's not that many people in his life right now that he would have that, uh, you know, instinctual protection towards like something that could really hurt well, him personally. Sure. Yeah. But I, I think I think the other thing, too, it's like people when it comes to stuff like this look for anything to make a connection because because like when when spider-man was first being debuted in the mcu they're like oh yeah the little kid that uh, iron man saved and like iron man 2 or whatever had the mask and the glove on like that was peter parker that that had to be peter parker and then one guy like one day kevin Feige, i mean like, you know what yeah whatever like one scene versus the constant like reminder of i see this kid in myself well, you kind of got to understand that aspect to it. No, well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like the, I, I think, I think like him being used as the motive of like, this is, this was me. I, I lost my parents and who knows what that kid was experiencing. And it could very well yeah. be that I'm just speculating on things that I could well, see that right. maybe going into. I, I, I personally, I, I don't think we're ever going to get a Robin again, um, unless it's separate. Yeah. Uh, I like they a have a separate Robin movie. Yeah. It would be I, neat. Yeah, I've never night, really thought of it. Just a Robin one of my movie. favorite. Yeah, because one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite comics like series is Nightwing. It's such, or even the Red Hood, or like, uh, you know, any of the other. Um, like Tim Drake goes on to being like, uh, you know, Batman. I understand your uh, motives on not wanting to kill people, but like. Uh, some of these people need to die <laughs> instead so, of getting so, out so, of Arkham every every five minutes. Let me yeah. let me get your take on um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Robin. What do you think of that? I, I mean, it was like good. I mean, it's just kind of the same thing with all the different uh, takes on Batman. I mean, I'm open to any take on Batman. You know, it's like the fun thing about comics is like. You know, they're always bringing in new writers, new artists to take a spin on these characters that you love. And 
just kind of making new things with them. So you think you think um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt coming in during the Dark Knight Rises and like at the very end you're like oh yeah it's not another Harvey Dent it's uh it's Robin you know yeah like, yeah I I like that I thought I thought that was good I was itching for more but at the same time I knew Christopher Nolan was like yeah I want to make oh, other yeah. things yeah I mean I I think it was a cool I think he was just trying to give a nod to you know other like potential like aspects of the Batman universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a huge thing to cover. So like, you're not going to be able like, unless you're serious about making a whole Batman universe, kind of like how Marvel's trying to create the entirety of the Marvel uh, cinematic universe, then you're not always going to have like all those things that you would want or expect. It's just taking different parts of the kind of the, you know, culture of itself and, kind of sh- making your own thing but also doing a nod towards what created it do you notice do you notice that every almost every batman movie that has been a part of a larger cinematic universe or has been like overly comic booky has been considered flops versus the standalone stuff yeah i mean i don't think that's a, just an aspect to like batman itself i think it's just like I don't think it is either. My I mean, biggest issue Batman has succeeded greatly in, in its so I mean, stuff. I know, but like my problem with like all of the DC like trying like they move things way too quickly. And if they were to just start off with like the individual characters as Marvel did, I think you could make a very compelling film where you have these backgrounds of characters and films of like you establish this is the type of Batman or this is the type of Superman. And this is like creating something kind of like more or less like Marvel pretty much perfected the comic book universe. Like, yeah, you know, I feel like if they were standard for stuff like that now. Yeah. I feel like if they were to just like, they're kind of restarting night. I don't, they're not restarting, but like, I wish they would do more of an overarching story and like actually have a planned out thing. And like, I enjoy the like DC standalone films are really good like the Batman and like all of those, but yeah, I, I mean, I think, uh, I think, I think it's a DC, symptom of they, just them trying just to throw a... too much together, like mm-hmm. trying to compete with Marvel films rather than it's just the, but you, you get movies like this and they're clearly not competing and that's where they tend to thrive. Yeah. I just think that's kind of the box. They kind of put themselves in at this point. Cause it kind of botched trying to do the whole, uh, Marvel type of thing. Cause yeah. I mean, like look at Justice League. Like all of that just felt like way too much at one time trying to catch up with doing that. I would say it's- like do 10 movies, right? Create create a universe and limit it to 10 movies. You've got 10 movies, that's all you get. Make them the best 10 movies with the best heroes and the best stories. Yeah. And then like, go from I'm, there. And, and then I feel like that's what Marvel had because when Marvel started doing that, Marvel was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we're, we don't know what's going to happen. Let's just make a bunch of movies. They didn't have I a plan until so. late in the game. But they started, but like, that's the thing. Like, they had all that time to start from scratch. Yeah. That's just true. Movies. So, Electric Entertainment has a letterbox now if you didn't know you should know and there is the batman review out there that we've just dropped this week so preston yes ryan does all of our letterboxed reviews and if you haven't read the letterboxed review i think you will be disagreeing with him a little bit because he feels the performance that made the Batman movie was Paul oh, Dano's baby. performance as the Riddler. Mm. Oh, baby. Uh-oh. I know Preston didn't like the Riddler and Paul Dano's performance. You and Ryan might have to have a little bit of a I mean, conversation here. I mean, I guess I, I the only thing I disagree with him about is definitely, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, I'm blanking on his Paul name. Paul Dano. 
No. The actual guy, the actual Riddler no. name? No. no, no. Uh, the guy who played Batman. James Robert Pattinson? Pattinson? James or pa- Robert James. Rob, yeah, Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson, yes. I think I think Paddington with really an S. Kind of, yeah, Paddington. <laughs> Paddington the bear. Yeah, I think there's this, a, there's this account that photoshops Paddington into different scenes of movies. <laughs> it's the funniest account I have ever seen in my life. Sparkles. Yeah, I think Robert Patterson, Pat, Pattinson, Patterson, Pattinson, 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 Pattinson. Pattinson. No, you, there you, know, you had it right. Pattinson, Pattinson, Pattinson. Pattinson. I think I think his performance is what kind of sold this whole uh, film. I I I mean I feel like you could have put any uh, not any like I I his, like a lot of his performances are really good. The guy who played the Riddler, like I I didn't really have any issues. Like I really loved what they did with the Riddler. I just have certain like qualms with just certain aspects of it. I wouldn't I totally like, disagree with Ryan on that part. I feel like okay. uh, I'm I'm not throwing any shade towards Robert Pattinson. Um, I think he did a fantastic job. I have zero complaints. I love him as an actor. But he had the easiest job. <laughs> like, he showed the same emotion through the entire thing. I think yeah. I think the performances that sold it for me were um, uh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Andy Serkis, and, and Paul Dano. Those, those, three, those three right there are really... Andy Serkis is Alfred. Oh, my gosh. Loved them. It's fantastic. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I mean, where he's coming from on Paul Dano, it's like he's this menacing villain throughout the whole film. But then when he's in the diner and he's himself, he's just this weak individual that just mm-hmm. has these radical plans that he's played out to make him so fearful and so menacing when he's yeah. when he's in character. Like a better like I would like let's go back to the Dark Knight. Like I would say, um, Heath Ledger's Joker is what sold that movie. Like, I, oh, I yeah, agree more sure. with that rather than Paul Dano's Riddler. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it was almost a combination of a lot I, of good acting. I think a lot. A lot of, I think I think what sold the movie entirely is just everyone's performance. Honestly, like there wasn't anyone that I was like, "Oh man, that kind of sucks." Yeah, and I, I was totally surprised because I think a lot of people went in with very high expectations, and, mm-hmm. and I think they of, I think they hit them. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. very rare to do. I went yeah. in with high expectations and they exceeded them. But I, although I don't know, like part of me was like, "Ooh, I I don't have high expectations because of what Christopher Nolan did for Batman." But at the same time, I was like, "This has got to be better than Batman versus Superman." Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's a pretty low bar, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think I talked about this on the last episode, but I want to throw a quick appreciation out there for Paul Dano and the dedication that he took to the role. I'm not sure if you guys knew, but some of those scenes he did over 200 times in a room by himself with his phone. Um, So I, I, that, I, mean, it, I thought of that again because when I was looking up what camera... uh they shot the Batman with the first thing was an iPhone success. I, th- I thought, huh, that's funny. <laughs> Good one guys. An iPhone six S is what it shows. Supposedly. Yeah. Well, I no, no. That's, for what yeah, he was recording. As the self- yeah. 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 This- for what the, uh, the FaceTime. I get uh, it. You know, it makes sense to me, you know, an yeah. RE like they, they went from a $400 phone to a, uh, Forty thousand dollar camera with like a fifty thousand dollar lens on it. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Yeah. I. I can't wait to see it again. Um. I've been waiting and waiting for a pre order of it to be able to buy it on a four K, but it's not. It's probably going to be put out there yet. Yeah. Well, because hey, Hol- Halloween or Spider Man, all those dropped the day the movie dropped. It'll pre order them on Best Buy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Best Buy's pretty quick to do that. Um. I, there are movies like that haven't even hit theaters yet that I'd seen pre-orders for. Um, I I figured they would drop one for the Batman since I would say it's going to be a successful physical media drop too. Well, so so it'd uh, probably be one of the few movies I ever buy. Yeah, did you buy the Joker? I did. Okay, good. I buy I buy good. a lot of movies. Um, 
Spider-Man too came many out, movies. Spider-Man came out on the 16th or 17th of December. Is that right? That's right. Uh, um, theater, yeah. Was so it? I feel like it had to been later because I went still saw it in theaters like um, in February. And I, and I pre-ordered no, no, it, it that it day and it before, didn't come out until April. It huh. came out before Christmas, yeah. Before Christmas, can you believe that? Um, wow, crazy. So that came out before Christmas, the week before Christmas, and we jumped three. It is going to be four months. Four. Yeah, months. it's like April twelfth or something is when yeah, it comes out. Yeah, four months. Um, yep. And and it, and it was a, a decently successful box office. Um, so that being said, with an argue with an uh, even more successful weekend. When do we think the Batman's going to release? Mm. I, I don't think it's going to be till like. Oh man, it's so probably in August. I would say August release date, maybe July, August at the latest. So we got one, two, three. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm I'm going to say July, July fourth. I'm going to say yep. Independence Day is where we're going to get vengeance, vengeance on the shelves. Uh, yeah, there you go. <sighs> yeah, it I'm will be. Kind of sit down with it in my own home. Kinda yeah. Soak it all in. I can't wait to watch it on my TV. Oh. Oh. So good. We're climbing so back on the couch. Get a blanket. Yeah, I'm actually about to go get a uh, new uh, sound system here soon and uh, actually do all the Dolby Atmos stuff. Oh, you'll love it. I love yeah, I, I love so, the sound system. I know. I can't my so my my grandpa surprisingly on my dad's side. He's really into movies. Like you wouldn't really expect that out of him. But he loves watching movies and I know like the first thing like when I was younger it, you never really heard of this but he had a whole sound system <laughs> in the living room. It was crazy. Nice. <laughs> but uh, when we were talking about uh, like Netflix and stuff earlier, I recently got HBO Max uh, not too long ago, and I've been oh, yeah. actually watching a lot of movies. <laughs> I well, love HBO Max so much. Well, now that you have HBO Max, um, I will pay you literal like literal money dollars per week. I will pay you money to watch The Sopranos. I, I've already I've seen The Sopranos. You've seen you haven't seen half the movies on the planet, and you've seen all of The Sopranos. Yeah. I love those. I love all that kind of shit. Oh, nice. <laughs> should, should I test them? Oh, putting him on the spot. I, it's Just, been a long time since I watched it, but I mean, go ahead. Okay. Okay. All right. Preston. In one of the seasons, one of the later seasons, there's a character who is caught doing what and then moves north out of Jersey. Hold on a second. Mm. Yeah, you're gonna have to give me. I can barely remember half the stuff that I watched. Like, uh, like Batman's already starting to fade away from my memory. So <laughs> he gets caught in a gay bar and moves up north. <sighs> I, I remember I I I'm, I suck at names. I I know who you're talking about. But. Vito, yeah, Vito. Yeah, Vito gets caught in a gay bar and moves up north. Oh, comes, yeah. yeah, he's he's staying he's staying up north in one of the one of the family's homes, and they uh, Tony goes up and blasts him in the chest with a shotgun. Yeah, love it. One of the uh, one of the few things that I uh, watched did with my dad. <laughs> watch The Sopranos. Yeah. Well, so, I, every time so I mention the, God, the Sopranos, are like, oh my I've God. I actually never like, seen The Godfather, though. The, the oh. Godfather, 50th anniversary coming up, 4K release, I've pre-ordered. It should be in this month. I think the 20, actually when I'm on vacation, it gets delivered. Can't wait to watch them yeah. in I 4K. Did, so, the, it's, out, it's out on, uh, it's out on, sorry, I'm blanking is now out on a 4k box set the entirety of the matrix uh franchise yes i just got the 
Trilogy 4K set because it has some bonus features. And I just picked up, wherever I put it, the Steelbook, and I've not watched it yet, of Resurrections. Have you seen The Matrix Resurrections yet? I have. Oh, my God. Um, Is it good or bad? I've heard a lot of bad about it. I loved it so much. I loved All right, it so no much. spoilers here because I haven't watched it. Yet. Okay, I just yep, picked yep. it up. Preston, have you you've seen you've seen just the Matrix, right? Surely, no. Blue pill or red pill? I know what you're talking about, but I've never seen any of the movies. Uh, you got to watch it. We got to start that movie podcast soon, where we just watch stuff. With That's Preston. right. <laughs> first, <sighs> first, what first impressions? Yeah, first impressions. Right. That's right. That's what I want to call it. First impressions. Um, we watch a movie that we all get on and talk about it real quick. Um, yeah, we need to start it soon. Um, speaking of watching movies, as we come to wrapping up, uh, the documentary has been greenlit as of a couple of days ago. Woo! Been um, nice working on some stuff uh, before before going out with it. I started the outline today. And for those of you who are or listening and you're wondering, what is it? What is he talking? Great documentary. Is he going to go out and shoot animals? No, I'm not. <laughs> I am um, going to make a documentary on a couple of guys back from our hometown or one of, you know, our tri, tri town area. Close uh, to hometown. Yeah, close to hometown. And they are a couple of writer, director, producers who make horror movies, micro budget horror movies. Under the name Moonlight Films, and after some back and forth with uh, one of the guys who runs it, he finally gave me the okay to do it. So now it's time to sit down and binge all of his movies, which he's re-releasing on Blu-ray. Thank the Lord, so I can sit down and watch them. Um, yeah, I'm so, I'm just really excited. I'm really excited. Press, press, and I have so I have so many ideas. I I want to I want to bring you on for. And, and to Chris, just to have your knowledge of horror movies and stuff like that, and I, I think I think it's gonna be it's gonna be wonderful. Get a trio to do so. It's gonna be I, awesome. I have an idea um, of the name, and I, I, I I'm gonna call it Silver Bullet Screen. I like it. Thoughts, Preston. Uh, so why? So why? Because they yeah, make like give me your, give me your uh, elevator speech there. Yeah, sure. So uh, Silver Bullet Screen um, was chosen as the name, the working title, because they make monster horror movies of practical effects. Uh, mm-hmm. And one of the first, um, I feel like, really big practical effect horror movies had to do with werewolves. Uh, and to mm-hmm. kill a werewolf, and he has Silver Bullet, and they make movies. They do these big premieres and big features. You know, it's all about being a filmmaker. And uh, where do movies live? They live on the silver screen. Um, so I, I meshed those two together. Good. I like it, but I don't know. But what? I I, I like it. But what? But what? But what? You just you just you okay? Right. I'm just thinking. Now's the time. Uh, I was just saying, like maybe I don't know, uh, I don't, like I don't know. To me, like at first, I didn't really realize it, so maybe other people wouldn't really get it at first, and then not. I don't yeah, know. but Your come on, just, am I making it for them? I mean, no, but you want people to watch it, right? Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, no, no hate, no hate. I, I mean, yeah. I am, uh, I'm pumped to be able to bring him on and do a little interviewing on electric entertainment. I, I think that'll be awesome. I I'm stoked, man. I I think this is a great idea. I think it's going to be successful in on the ground of it. Uh, whatever, pretty pretty whatever media is going to, yeah. I mean, it's how, how better could this align up than local podcasts doing documentary, of local filmmakers man that is just that's awesome exactly in southern indiana that doesn't happen and and again like it you know like i'm i'm using actually i found out about this documentary long 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 after i had this idea um so i'm right i was telling someone my idea and he's like oh dude you gotta watch uh american movie an american movie is about 
this guy from Wisconsin who his dream, his like life goal is to make this movie called Northwestern. It goes to this whole thing of like him making this movie just on a like a home 16 millimeter film camera back in the 90s. And it won like every festival was entered to. Um, really? It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've been watching that. And uh, if you watch it, you're going to think, oh, like, is this what he's wanting to do with the movie? No, no. Like, I have gen- like, it's a very serious admiration for what these guys do. And a lot of hard work goes into it. And I think it's cool. I, I would like to, would like to, um, show off the process and you know give the guys some recognition whether or not you you like the movies so a labor a, of love i'm sure right 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 yeah and, and it's cool that people think so strongly about it that you know it's it very very rarely does anyone get support around here for art you know like mm-hmm. yeah if, preston you can testify like how difficult it is oh, yeah. to live in a, in a place like this and, and, and create something and for people to care about it. So yeah. for, for Absolutely. people to hear this and actually care about it, it's like, Oh wow. Okay, cool. Like this is it, you know? So not a ton of support. No, no, so, not a ton, but, but now people are, people are like, yeah, this is a wonderful idea. Whatever you need, I'm here for it. And so I've never, I've never had so many people just throw themselves at me saying, yeah, we want to be a part of it. Sure. I will be traveling to Cincinnati here in a couple weekends to go to the Horror Hound Weekend Horror Convention that also has Indie Film Festival going on that has a lot of different film showing, shorts, full features. So I'm stoked. It's got, actually got an indie filmmaker Q&A panel. So can't wait to check it out. Be there Saturday and Sunday. The event actually happens over the 25th to 27th. So if you're around the area, check it out. You should do like a live stream to Facebook. I'd tune in. We're going to be record. So Electric Entertainment will be doing some recording over there and possibly going live. We've got all the social media accounts set up and have been pushing a lot of things out. So we could do some Facebook live or some sort of live streaming while we're there. I think it's wonderful. Preston, you got any, um, you got any, anything you want to promote real quick? I got to promote one more thing though. One more thing. Speaking of electric entertainment, we're in the month of March. It's March movie madness. Episode one is getting ready to drop. Episode two is coming at you too. So if you haven't, Got your 2022 March Movie Madness bracket. It's on all of our social media accounts. So get it. See the top 32 horror films and see if your film makes it to the end as the champion. There's already part one. I'm going to I'm going to give a little tease here. Part one has a few upsets that I was surprised about. So you're going to check it out. Very nice. I want to. Well, I, I, I wait, wait. I want to. I want to. So hold on, pull this up. I've seen it, but I haven't. Uh, oh yeah, I'm for interested. sure. I'm reviving the YouTube channel of mine, Power Move Prints. Oh, nice. First episode came out a couple days ago. So, what's the focus on Power Move Prints? I uh, just do. I'm just doing gameplay at the moment. And, okay. Uh, product reviews. Product review and gameplay. What's the first episode you dropped then on? your new YouTube channel right now I'm doing a playthrough of God of War on PC God of War 2018 on PC nice I would like to go through the first round of my picks just really all right do it all right so first round though is the Blair Witch no hang on the first round is the top so Carpenter and Craven regions is what we cover in part one okay I'll, I'll just do Carpenter and Craven um, All right. So between Halloween and the Reanimator, it's Halloween. Between the Omen okay. and Halloween Two, it's the Omen. Um, between okay. Pet Cemetery and the Thing, it's the Thing. Um, between American Werewolf in London and Hellraiser, it's got to be American Werewolf. Okay. Craven, I think it's the Exorcist. Uh, okay. Scream, uh, Amityville Horror, and Silence of the Lambs. Ooh. 
All right, so who takes it out of those picks? Who moves on Halloween. from that round? Halloween moves on from there. Um, the thing moves on from there. Okay. I this is not my personal pick, but the Exorcist I think would move on between the Exorcist and Scream. Okay. And I think Silence of the Lambs would probably move on again. All right. So what's the what's moving on from those matchups? Probably the thing and okay. the exorcist. Ooh, okay. Well, there you go. You're gonna have to tune into part one. Um, <laughs> oh, God. This is very interesting. Very interesting. And then we'll have to do the same on part two before it drops. So yeah, that next episode, get your picks. That's what our that's what my next. That's what we were wanting to do. We wanted I've to. We we dropped out of that. <laughs> are are you kidding me? Really? Oh, you got to watch more movies, Preston. Just Halloween. All right. So so uh, that's why we created all the social media too for our listeners to engage. So if you haven't gotten it. All you whatever media listeners out there, whatever podcast listeners, get your bracket and let us know what you think the top horror movies of this list is. This is this is fun, Connor. You're gonna have to check it out. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'll I'll uh, I'll. Uh, it's a really good idea. Let I'll, I'll come back with my new opinions next week. But I, I think I think that about does it for us, and we all got early mornings and we touched everything pretty well and approaching an hour. So does anyone have any other closing thoughts? Nope. I think I'm I'm good. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week and we will see you in the next episode.